Thank you, Brother Mike, and good morning, friends. We greet you this Friday morning in the name of the Lord Jesus. We appreciate our radio audience. May the Lord bless you today as we study His Word. Now, today we'll be going to the book of Ephesians, chapter 5. Ephesians, chapter 5, and we'll look at one verse, and that's verse number 18. The book of Ephesians, chapter 5, and verse number 18. The Bible said, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. I want to take that phrase and talk to you today about what it means to be filled with the Spirit, or what is the filling of the Spirit. Now, there's the baptism of the Spirit when you got saved, but there are many fillings. You read the, the book of Acts, and you'll find out at the early church that the disciples, the apostles, they were, many times, they were filled with the Spirit. But, but what, what's involved in this matter of being filled with the Spirit I think there's a lot of confusion in this hour. So let's just look at what the Bible says because the Bible is our final authority and it will stand when the world's on fire. Amen. So uh, what, is, what is the filling of the Holy Spirit? It simply means to be controlled. It said be filled. The word filled means to be controlled by the Spirit. In other words, the Spirit controls our thoughts, our actions, our, our deeds. And some of the evidences of being filled with the Spirit is found here in the, latter, the, the, the remaining verses of uh, Ephesians chapter number 5. We find here uh, that the Holy Spirit comes into the believer at the new birth. Uh, when one is filled with the Spirit, uh, he has complete control of a believer's life. And so what happens uh, when a person is filled with the Spirit. First of all, we find that when one is filled with the Spirit, uh, it will affect the church and our family life. You can read that in Ephesians chapter number 5. The remaining part of these verses, he said, uh, speaking to yourself, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, and making melody in your heart. That's the evidence of being filled with the Spirit. And then it will affect our family life. Uh, husbands will love their wives as Christ loved the church. The wife uh, will be in loving submission to her husband, verse number 22. So there, there's the effects of being filled with the Spirit. Uh, the Bible talks about in Galatians 5, verses 21 22, the fruit of the Spirit will be evident in the person's life that is filled with the Spirit. Uh, someone that's filled with the Spirit, they'll be bold in witnessing regarding the early church there in Acts 4. The Bible said when they prayed, the place was shaken, uh, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they had boldness in witnessing and, and sharing the gospel to those in that hour. And there was great generosity toward those in need. Verse 32 said they had all things in common. In other words, they would help others, those that had need. That the evidence of being filled with the Spirit was that of helping others that were in need. So uh, here, let's just look this morning at how to be filled with the Spirit. First of all, notice in Ephesians 4, and verse 30, he said, Grieve not the Spirit. It said, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, 
whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption. If we are going to be filled with the Spirit, then we must stop grieving the Spirit. Yes, this is talking to believers here, and the Holy Spirit can be grieved. He is a person, and we find uh, that God can be grieved. In Genesis 6 and verse 6, we find there that uh, when God saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and it grieved him in his heart. That's Genesis 6 and verse number 6. And then we find uh, in Psalms 95 and verse number 10, where God was grieved with the Israelites that for 40 years was I grieved with that generation. Yes, my friend, we, we must not grieve the Holy Spirit. Again, I want to emphasize he's not just an influence. He is a person, and he has feelings, and he can be grieved. And if we are going to be filled with the Spirit, if we are going to be controlled by the Spirit, then we must not grieve the Holy Spirit. Isaiah tells us uh, in chapter 53 that Jesus will be acquainted with grief. Uh, and then we find that, uh, that Jesus wept over Jerusalem there as, as he beheld the city. We find also that Jesus wept uh, at the tomb of Lazarus, suggesting that of being grieved uh, about the things that were there. And so may I say, friend, uh, that as uh, children of God, uh, the, the Holy Spirit is always with us. Uh, there may not be the evidence. We may be uh, grieving Him, and the evidence of the Spirit may not be there. But my friend, when you got saved, the Holy Spirit of God took up His abode in your life. The Bible tells us our body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. Uh, and, the, and the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, I believe it is. And so we uh, must not grieve Him. We, uh, we can grieve the Holy Spirit. Uh, and that breaks God's heart. And we must not do that in order to be filled with the Spirit. Uh, what, what is it that grieves the heart of God? Look at verse number 31. Let all bitterness... Now listen, folks, listen real closely. You cannot be filled with bitterness and be filled with the Spirit at the same time. No, my friend. And he said, let all bitterness... Uh, be put away. I'm going to say, you cannot be bitter toward a brother or sister in Christ and be filled with the Spirit at the same time. No, he said, let all this, this be uh, put away from you. So you can't be filled with bitterness uh, against someone uh, that maybe has uh, hurt your feelings. You can't have that bitterness. Uh, Hebrews talks about that root of bitterness springing up and thereby defile many, uh, and many will be spoiled because of that. Not only that, but you can't be filled with anger and be filled with the Spirit. He said, let all bitterness uh, and wrath and anger. Uh, you must put away that anger. That, uh, being filled with the Spirit and anger, uh, do not live in the same house. Amen. Uh, so you can't be filled with anger and be filled with the Spirit at the same time. Uh, you can't be filled with malice. He said, all bitterness, wrath and anger, clamor and evil speaking, uh, be put away from you with all malice. 
It must be put away. It must be dealt with. Uh, being filled with the Spirit and having malice and anger uh, and hatred, my friend, these that, that cannot be uh, in, in our lives. And so to be filled with the Spirit, he said, the bitterness of these things must be uh, put away from us. It said, uh, confess, see, they're sins, and we must confess these sins and forsake them. The Bible said, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed unto the day of redemption. And as we do that, if we were to put away this bitterness, wrath, and I tell you, friend, I'm telling you, uh, I, I've noticed this down through the years in my ministry. Uh, I've noticed that uh, people in, in the house of God People that are faithful to church, people that say they love God, and I believe they do, and, and they maybe sing in the choir, teach us Sunday school class, and you talk with them, and they're, they're full of bitterness towards someone or, or something that happened in their life. Maybe they're angry at God because God has not done what they thought he should do, and they, uh, they become angry and have malice. Uh, in their heart and hatred. Hey, friend, all of these must be put away. Well, if you have these in our heart, then we are grieving the Holy Spirit, and we cannot be filled with the Spirit and grieve the Holy Spirit uh, at the same time. So here, these are to be put away. He said, we're to confess thee, we're to forsake thee. He said, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all matter. Yeah, put it away. Uh, my friend, bury it. Dig a, dig a deep hole and bury it. Get rid of it, my friend, if you want to be filled with the Spirit. So here we find how to be filled with the Spirit. We must not grieve uh, the Spirit of God. Now turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and we'll read one verse. Yeah, I'm talking about being filled with the Spirit. Uh, what we must do in order to be filled with the Spirit. But look at First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 19. Well, let me read verse 16. It said, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now here's our text. Quench not the Spirit. So if we are going to be filled with the Spirit, we must not grieve the Spirit, and we must not quench the Spirit. We must stop quenching the Spirit. Hey, this is a truth found in the pages of God's Word. This is a truth directed to the church at Thessalonica, and he said, quench not the Spirit. Uh, you see, the Spirit can be stifled or suppressed uh, his work that's going on in you. You can stop it or suppress it. Hold, hold it down, I guess would be a correct word. Uh, to quench the Spirit is to halt His work in your heart. Uh, to quench the Spirit is to resist Him. Oh, may God help us not to resist uh, the working of the Holy Spirit in, in our lives. I, I, let me share this with you just some time back. Uh, we were, had a visiting preacher at the church, and the, the Lord really began to move in our services, uh, and I was sitting on the front pew, and the visiting preacher, Brother Randy Bain, uh, was sitting that, right there beside me, and, and God began to move, the saints began to rejoice, and the Holy Spirit said to my heart, uh, stand up and, and, and praise the Lord. 
and, and immediately I said, oh, I don't, I don't want to do that. And, and immediately, Brother Rhett, just as that thought come in my mind, immediately, because I did not do it, Brother Randy stood up and began to praise the Lord. What was I doing? I was grieving and quenching uh, the Holy Spirit. Oh, friend, we must not do that if we want to see the work of God. If we want to see the power of God manifested in our services, we must not grieve the Holy Spirit, and we must not uh, quench the Holy Spirit. We quench Him uh, when we resist Him. Uh, we quench the Spirit of God when we exalt our will above the will of God. Oh, friend, how, how hey, it's just, this is serious business. I'm talking about the work of God and the power of the Holy Spirit working in our services. How many times, reckon, has the Holy Spirit of God been grieved or quenched in our services, and He cannot do what He would do if we would quit grieving and quit quenching the Holy Spirit of God? Uh, you see, to, to quench the Spirit means uh, you're going to tune Him out and not allow Him uh, to have uh, His work going on in, in our lives. Uh, when, when you quit, excuse me, when we uh, quit or stop quenching the Spirit, there'll be some wonderful things uh, that will happen. There'll be doors that will be opened. Amen. And you'll have that peace of mind uh, that can only come through yielding to the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. And then you'll experience the work of the Comforter. That is, you see, Jesus said, when the, He, the, the Spirit of truth, has come, he, he called Him the Comforter. He'll guide you into all truth. Thank God for the work and the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives, uh, personally, uh, in, in our lives at the church, corporately. Oh, may God help us uh, to have that desire to be filled with the Spirit and, my friend, and not grieve the Spirit and not quench uh, the Spirit. You see, and then we are to walk in the Spirit. The book of Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 16. Listen. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So we must not grieve the Spirit. If we are going to be filled with the Spirit, we must not grieve Him, we must not quench Him, and we must walk in the Spirit. We, this is instruction. This, this is our marching or walk in the Spirit. It, it is a walk of faith. Uh, the lame man there in the book of Acts arose and walked. He believed. He took Peter at his word. Peter walked on the water. You see, to walk in the Spirit is to take by faith that God has granted his feeling uh, and proceed accordingly. And there, there may be some things we need to confess. Maybe we have grieved the Holy Spirit May we, maybe we have quenched the Holy Spirit, but we must, my friend, confess these as sin, uh, and then God can fill us uh, with the Spirit, and we'll be able, my friend, to glorify God uh, in this hour. So this is just some little small practical truths regarding being filled with the Spirit. May that be our desire in this hour. May the Lord bless you till next week. In Jesus' name, amen.